0: Welcome to Rockbrook Church Podcast. Today's message is part of a series called Building Your Life on Values That Last. We know that God designed values for us to live by and to give us meaning and purpose in this life. We would love to hear from you and how God is using this message to give you a new perspective and hope. Email your story to church at rockbrook.org. All right, Aretha wants a little respect how about you guys? You guys want respect? Well, I'm Pastor Tom. I'm pastor of our small groups here at Rockbrook, and I want to talk to you about one of those endangered character qualities uh, called respect. Uh, would you agree with me that um, we've seen an uptick in disrespect and rudeness in our society today? Well, I think we all could agree with that. It seems that respect for each other, respect for Uh, property, respect for the government, respect for educational institutions and for law enforcement. Respect is at an all-time low for those things. And the Bible makes it very clear that respect is foundational to a stable life, to a stable family, to a stable society. And when we um, have disrespect for people's rights, for people's responsibilities, um, that civilization decays. The Bible makes it very clear in First uh, Peter. Show proper respect to who? Everyone. everyone. We're to respect everyone. I saw an interview where they interviewed some of the poorest of the poor around the world, and they asked them, what, "What's your greatest need?" And above material possessions, above. Um, finances, money, their number one need in life was to be respected, to be shown dignity, to be valued in their community. We all want respect. So today we're going to look at how you get and give respect. And they actually go hand in hand. It's the same principle either way. And I want to start out by looking at four reasons why the Bible says we should respect respect. Everyone, regardless of their lifestyle, regardless of their decisions, regardless of their beliefs or their behaviors, the Bible says every person deserves respect. And I want to look at the biblical foundation on why we should respect everyone. So let's look at your outline there. Number one, because God made everybody. Because God made everybody. Psalm 8.5 says, you God... Made human beings inferior only to yourself, you crown them with glory and honor. Out of everything that God has created in the whole entire universe, only human beings have received God's glory and honor. We have been crowned with glory and honor. You have been crowned with God's glory and honor. You know, everybody is created by God. And God does not make junk. If we look at the book of Genesis, when God created everything that he created, he said was good. God does not create worthless people. Now, I think we could all agree that some people do worthless things, do bad things, do wrong things, but they are not worthless people. God created them. He made them. And the second reason we treat everyone with respect is because Jesus died for everyone. Jesus died for everybody. Let's look at our memory verse here. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. Read it with me. God paid a ransom to save you. He paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ. Let that sink in for a minute. God paid a ransom to save you. And he paid for you, not with money. He paid for you with his life. He paid for everybody with his precious life blood. The cross shows how much we matter to God. We matter enough that he died for us. God loves people who don't believe in him. He loves people who reject him. He loves people that disobey him. God made us in his image, and Jesus died for us. For these two reasons alone, we should respect everybody. Because God gives us worth, he gives us value, he gives us dignity. The third reason we should respect everyone is because respect shows that you know God. 1 John 4, 8 says, if a person isn't loving and kind, it shows that he does not know God, for God is love. Love always treats people with respect. You know, if I'm filled with Christ's love, if I'm filled with the very spirit of Jesus Christ in me, and it's li- and he's living in and through me, then I will, re- I will treat other people the way that Jesus did. And how did he treat people? With dignity and and with respect, he valued them. You know, the number one test of our faith is our relationships. You know, it doesn't matter what you believe or what you say you believe. What matters most is how those beliefs come out in your actions. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13:5, love is not rude. Love is not rude. Well, what is rudeness? You know, we see this all around us all the time. But rude simply means disrespect. You know, if I'm rude to you, it means I don't care about you. I don't care about what you think or what you're feeling. I don't think you're worth much. I think that you're less than me, that I'm inferior to you. So I treat you with disrespect. I treat you rudely. You know, one of the top rudest things that somebody can do to me is to ask me a question. And then as I'm answering, they start looking at their phone. They start talking to somebody else. Or they simply just walk away. I had that happen to me uh, the other day with a guy I just, I just met for the very first time. And he asked me a question, asked me uh, something about me. And I'm thinking he wants to get to know me. And as I'm answering that question, uh, he walks away. And I thought, well, that's blatantly obvious. He doesn't want to know about me. And for my wife, Jen, It's when she smiles at somebody and they don't smile back. For her, that's disrespectful. She's like, how hard is it? I'm not asking for a conversation. I'm just asking for a smile. Showing respect shows that I really know God. And then number four, you will get back whatever you give out. You will get back whatever you give out. It's the law of the harvest. It's the reciprocal rule. Whatever goes around, comes around. And God set it up this way. Whatever you give out, you will get back. So if you want respect, you simply just show respect to people. If you want to be treated with value and dignity, then show other people value and dignity. Because whatever you give out, you will get back. And the Bible says a man's harvest and life will depend entirely on what he sows. You know, here's a little insight about the rule of the harvest. A harvest is for a season. You know, a farmer does not plant a seed one day and then wake up the next day and it's ready to go. No, it takes time. And if you're like me, uh, this fall you planted some grass seed. And if you did it right, you probably verticuted your yard or you aerated your yard because you know that that seed has to be in the dirt or it won't grow. And you also know that you have to water that seed continually. It has to remain wet or it won't grow. You also have to put starter fertilizer down so that when the seed starts to, or when the grass starts to come up, it has the nutrients it needs. And then depending on what grass seed you planted, it can take anywhere from a week to four weeks before you start to see that grass pop out of the ground. Now, why do I tell you this? Because I don't want you to, I don't want you to have the expectation that you're going to go home today and start showing somebody Uh, respect and treating them with dignity and value and expect them to return in kind. No, it takes time, especially if you've been somebody, if you're somebody that's been consistently disrespectful and rude, okay? I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to get frustrated with the people around you if they're not responding. It's the rule of the harvest. Whatever you give out, you will get back, but it's going to take time. You know, great people, Great people are just ordinary people who treat other people great. Respected people are the most respectful people. They get back what they give out. So those are the biblical reasons why we should treat everybody with respect. So how? How do we treat people with respect? Well, I want to give you five practical ways that you can treat people with respect. Number one, when you speak to other people, be tactful, not just truthful. You know, the primary way that we show respect to people is through our words. Let's look at this verse, Proverbs 15, 4. It says, gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. How many of you want life and health in your relationships? I think we all do. And so how do we bring that about? We speak gentle words words. We speak gentle words to other people. And this verse is talking about being tactful. You know, being tactful is a skill that we don't see much uh, today. But being tactful is, is about watching how you say what you say. You know, in our, in our devotional guide, This one that we've been using uh, for this campaign. If you don't have one, I want to encourage you to pick it up out in the lobby. But um, under the value of self-control on page 90, it gave a great tip on um, pausing before you say something angry. And I think this tip um, is applicable about what we're talking about today. Before you're going to be disrespectful, you're going to say something rude, you need to stop, you need to pause, and you need to think. And THINK is an acronym. And so, before I say what I'm going to say, T, I'm going to ask myself, is this truthful? H, is this helpful to this person? Is this inspirational to this person? N, is it necessary for me to say what I'm about to say? K, is it kind? You know, the way that you say something can determine the way whether whether it's accepted or rejected. We can take the simple word, hello, right? You can answer the phone. Well, hello. Or you can say, hello. Or you can say, hello. You you can say that in three different ways, and, and it will determine whether somebody accepts or rejects it. You know, tact is the secret sauce when it comes to dialoguing with other people. It's the key to a happy home, to a happy marriage, to a strong relationship. You know, if you're an employer, it's the the key to productivity in the workplace. Because what you say matters. And learning how to be tactful and truthful is the foundation to being respectful to other people. You know, people with tact often don't have to retract their words. They don't have to say, I'm sorry. They don't have to eat their words all the time. So here are some definitions on tact. Tact is what you think but don't say. And tact is the ability to make a point without making it an enemy. And tact is changing the subject without changing your mind. And tact is speaking truth and love. And this last one is my favorite. Tact is the ability to sell, tell somebody to go jump off a cliff in a way that it makes them look forward to the journey. <laughs> I used to work with a guy like that. And he'd be talking to me and I'd be shaking my head, yes, in agreement, and then I'd walk away and think, well, wait a minute, he was talking about me. Have you ever heard, some, have you ever heard someone say, you know, I just, I just tell it like it is. I just let the chips fall where they may. Well, that's not smart, because sometimes those chips fall on rudeness and disrespect. You know, my wife and I, um, we had one of our houses uh, built. Not, I, not that I own many houses. Okay. We've sold this house. get But um, we vetted this builder and um, we found that he did a really good job, but he could be difficult to work with. And sure enough, as we started working with him, we started butting heads with this guy and um, we were getting nowhere. And then uh, with some advice from a good Christian friend of ours, they um, encouraged us to um, approach this guy first with the good things that he's doing and then bring up your, your issues that you need fixed. And, man, we started that, and it just changed his attitude completely. And he became easy to work with, and, and he would take the things that we were saying into consideration, and it just made the process a whole lot better. And so I try to use this same principle when it comes to talking to a customer service rep or the person at the um, return counter or the IT guy that I'm, I'm trying to get to help me fix my computer or the cable company. You know. Um, and I know this works because there's sometimes when I blow it, I get really frustrated and I get nowhere. It's going nowhere. So I'll just hang up. And I call back real quickly before they get it entered into the computer that I'm a real jerk. And I try to get a hold of somebody else. And then I treat them with respect and dignity. And then the next thing I know, they're, they're bending over backwards to help me um, resolve my issue. So we, we have to show respect. So before you even start to speak, ask yourself, am I about to... Uh, destroy this person or develop them? Am I going to build them up or am I going to tear them down? Am I going to make a point just to prove that I'm right or am I going to try to find common ground with them? Am I going to treat them with dignity or am I going to try to punish them? So we want to be tactful, not just truthful. Number two, when you are served by other people, you want to be understanding, not demanding. You know, one of the greatest tests of your character is how you treat the people that serve you. You know, how you treat waiters and waitresses and clerks and employees and coworkers and secretaries and your spouse and your children. You know, when, when, when people do something for you, are you understanding or are you demanding? Sometimes we forget that those people that are serving us, that they're people too. You know those waiters and waitresses and those store clerks, you know maybe they have a difficult boss they have to work with every day or maybe they had a coworker that didn't show up for work that day and it put an extra load on them, put more pressure on them that day. You know maybe they're having technical issues with their computer that day. You know they may have a spouse or a kid who is at home sick or has an addiction. Uh, They may have a spouse or a child that's difficult to live with. You know, their car breaks down just like your car breaks down. You know, it's possible that they're just having a bad day. So are we understanding or are we demanding? You can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat the people who serve them. My wife and I, we had a female friend that started... Um, dating this guy and so she asked us to go out on a couple of dates with her and give her some feedback of what we thought about this guy and so after a couple of times uh, of going out with them man he just he treated waiters and waitresses rudely I mean I was embarrassed and me and my wife we both were in agreement this guy he's not good for our friend and sure enough they started dating for a while and and he started treating her like he treated those waiters and waitresses. And so she had to call it off. You know, the Bible, or the Jesus says, he says, do to others, how? As you would have them do to you. There's a a quote by Eric Hoffer who says, rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. You know, it takes no intelligence to be rude and disrespectful to people. And so I just want to give you a little bit of insight on some things that I've learned about people who are rude and disrespectful, and perhaps this will help you to be a little more patient with them. Um, Rude people are often rude because they just want control of the situation, and so they're rude and disrespectful. They try to drive everybody away so that they can have the control. Uh, Rude people have often been wounded in the past, so they want to be rude and disrespectful to you before you have a chance to wound them again. And some people are rude because of pride. They just simply view other people as inferior to themselves. And some rude people often have a secret that they don't want you to know, so they keep you at a distance by being rude and disrespectful. But it takes character, it takes maturity and great strength to be understanding and not demanding of people. You know, the secret sauce uh, of great service is treating other people the way that you want to be treated. You know, marriage are, marriages are ruined and killed by rudeness and disrespect. You know, constantly putting each other down, constantly using sarcasm can destroy a marriage. You know, more marriages and relationships are buried by one little dig at a time. So why is it sometimes we are the most disrespectful to the people we love the most? You know, I see uh, people that will disrespect and treat their, their family members so rudely, that, and they treat them in such a way they would never treat a stranger. And it's because they don't use common courtesy. You know, common courtesy is, is just being loving in the little things. That's all it is. It's showing respect to people, to your family family members in the little things. That's why it's called common courtesy. You're showing courtesy in the common things, the little things. So we want to be tactful, not just truthful. Be understanding, not demanding. Number three, when you disagree with people, be gentle, not judgmental. You know, as a believer, there are a lot of things I disagree with in our culture today. And I'm sure there is for you too. So how are we supposed to show Respect the people that we disagree with. You know, we have a, a coworker, a relative, somebody that's close to us is living a lifestyle or making choices or has an attitude that I, I know that is wrong. What do I do with that? How do I handle that? Well, I need to remember two things. That everyone will be accountable to God for their own attitudes, actions, and behaviors. They're going to be held accountable to God for those things. Number two, you're not God. I'm not God. They're not held personally accountable to me. It's not my job to personally change their 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 lifestyle, their behavior, their attitude. Romans fourteen twelve through thirteen says each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. What does it mean to be judgmental? Well, it, mean, it means that it's when you take. The truth, and you beat somebody over the head with it, and you enjoy it. You know, you think that you're morally superior than everybody else. But what's it mean to be gentle? To be gentle means I'm going to speak the truth in love. That I want to speak in such a way that it helps somebody, that it encourages them, that it develops them, not harm them, not put them down. You know, here's what I've learned if I'm tactful, if I'm understanding, if I'm gentle when I speak the truth, when I speak God's truth, God's truth will convict through the work of the Holy Spirit as long as I speak the truth in love. And the Bible says if you do not have love, it's as as if it's a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. In other words, what it's saying, if you don't have love, it's just a bunch of noise. You know, some of the rudest people I've ever met were overzealous Christians who are just so judgmental and they just beat people over the head with truth. They beat people over the head. The same people that Jesus Christ died for. You know, they're more interested in showing you what they know than showing you how to know God. We want to be gentle, not judgmental. Two more ways to show respect. Number four, when you share your faith with people, respect them, don't reject them. You know, you can't argue people into heaven. You know, turn and burn. You know, fry and die while the rest of us go to the sky. You know, that's not what the Bible says. Let's look at look at um, the, this next verse here. 1 Peter 3.15-16, it says, If anybody asks you why you believe as you do, Be ready to tell him and do it, how? In a a way that is gentle gentle and respectful. Do it in a gentle and respectful way. God says, I want you to be the light in the world, not a blowtorch. So when you share your faith with unbelievers, be tactful, be understanding, be gentle. Don't reject them, respect them. You know, sometimes um, believers in Jesus Christ, we expect unbelievers to act like a believer. We can't have that expectation for them. Sometimes mature mature believers expect a brand new believer to act like a mature believer. We want to respect them, not reject them. Number five, when people are rude to you, respond politely. Respond politely. Don't retaliate by being rude back. You know, that that does nobody any good. It just adds fuel to the fire. And the Bible says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Overcome evil with good. You know, my my dad has has passed away, but my dad was a big guy. He was over six foot tall, weighed over 300 pounds, and he worked for the railroad. He played a lot of softball, and he was known in his circles at work and in the softball community of being somebody you didn't mess with. I mean, if you mouthed off to him, he was going to retaliate. And I remember that uh, not long after becoming a believer— um, he was pulling into a, a parking lot, and um, he did something to irritate this this guy in, the, in this other car. And so um, both cars parked, and my dad, as he's getting out, he grabs my mom's purse for her. And he's going to carry it in. So he's walking across the parking lot with this purse in his hand, and the guy rolls down the window and says, nice purse. And my dad goes lining right for his car, and my mom's thinking, oh, no, this is not good. My dad gets to his car and and gets down into his face, leans in the into the car window, and he says, "Jesus loves you. Have a nice day." And he turns around with this purse in his hand and goes and walks my mom into the into the restaurant. So, do not repay evil for evil. Overcome evil with good. So, as we close, where does respect begin? It begins in the home. We start in the home. We start in our physical home with our family, and then we start in our church home and in the community that we call home. I want you to look at the first page of your outline there at the top. The Bible tells us where to start. It says we're to honor our parents. You know, that's the fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments, to honor your parents. And parents, one of the most critical lessons a child learns is how to respect authority. If a child doesn't learn how to respect authority, Authority. He's never going to be successful at school, in his career, in his relationships, and in his marriage. Why? Because you'll get back whatever you give out. Parents, how do you teach your 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 children to respect authority? Well, it's the way you respect each other, the way you respect your spouse. You know, even if even if you're divorced, the way that you respect their mom or their dad matters. The Bible says in Ephesians, wives are to respect their husbands. And in First Peter, it says husbands are to respect their wives. And Hebrews says we are to respect church leaders, especially small group pastors. <laughs> no, it, it says all pastors, all church leaders. And that means our dream team coaches, our dream team leaders, small, uh, small group leaders, all, all leaders. Bible says in Romans 13, we're to respect people in authority like those in the government, those in law enforcement. You know, we have a lot of folks in law enforcement that go to this church, and I know a couple of them personally, and, and they don't get respect in our community. They deserve our respect as the church, even those in the military, but most importantly than that, I, I just love it, you know, what the Bible says. We talked about this. But if you call your, yourself a Christian, the Bible says we are to respect everybody. You know, these, these things that we just talked about, we're to respect those people because that's their, that's their God-given position or title. But the Bible says we're also supposed to respect everybody, no matter who they are. But it all starts in the home because that's where we learn and that's where we experience So what do you do if someone is difficult to respect or is disrespectful to you? I want you to remember the why, and we talked about this already. You respect them because God made them. Jesus died for them. And it shows that you know God. Respecting people can be a witness to other people that don't know God. And then you'll get back whatever you give out. And to recap, how do we show respect? We be tactful not just truthful. We be understanding, not demanding. Be gentle, not judgmental. Respect the people don't reject them and respond politely. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we just ask for forgiveness for ourselves, for those times that we've been rude and disrespectful to others. And we ask you to help us to be truthful and tactful when we speak to others. Help us to be gentle and not judgmental with people we disagree with. Help us to be understanding, not demanding with people that serve us. And help us to respect and not reject each other. And when people are rude to us, Father, help us to respond like Jesus would with love. Heavenly Father, the only way that we can be like Jesus is for you to fill our mind with your truth. And we thank you for your word today. We also ask that you would give us a new heart. Turn our belief into action. Fill us with your love, your power, your spirit. Live through us this week. Help us to think like you and to treat people the way that you would, with love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook Church. Visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times. Small group information and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.